Hello and welcome to the Start Here podcast for web development. My name is Dane Miller, and we're here to teach you how to build a career in web dev. You can find us online at starthere.fm. How can you start a business as a programmer? As a developer, how can you start a business? How can you run and grow a business as a developer? What are the options? What are the services that most programmers offer to clients? What are what kind of things can you do? Is there products that you can sell? I'm going to give you a high-level overview of how I started my business, and I'm not going to go into super detail on my own personal story. I'll do that in a separate video, but um, I want to give you guys a high-level overview of sort of a couple of different routes or paths that you can go down when you start your own business, okay? So as a programmer, a lot of you watching this are um, either in two camps or three camps, okay? One, you're not currently a web developer, but you're working in another industry and you want to become a web developer, so you're learning programming on the side. This video still applies to you, so keep watching. The second camp, you're a currently a web developer or a programmer at a company, okay? That's the second camp. The third camp is that you're a freelance programmer, freelance programmer. Now, this video will, will apply to all of you, so stay tuned and watch this. Now, the a couple of just high-level ways that you can start a business as a programmer. Number one, try to do it on the side. Try to start a freelance business. Freelance is the easiest way. Sometimes we call this contracting. This is the easiest way to start a business as a programmer on the side as a freelance or contractor. Okay. So what this means is that you basically, uh, you, you get your job as a web developer, you maintain your job as a web developer and you do a very good job at it. So you try to, to maintain a high quality position, but while you're doing that, what you do is, is on the side, you start looking for clients. Okay, and the way that you can do this is through friends of friends or referrals or you just post on your Facebook or on your Twitter or social media say, hey, I'm looking for freelance work. You know, most employers are okay with this as long as it's not going to impact your work at your day job. Make sure you're doing well at the day job. Just post around, you know, put out into the world that you're looking for freelance clients. Like, hey, I'm, I'm available. I'm looking for some clients for some small websites that I could work on. Now, Okay, so let's say that you have a couple of leads. So you put out on your Facebook, you put out on your social media that you're looking for clients, you want to start a freelancing business on the side. Okay, how do you how do you actually start it? What are the things that you should do to really start the business and really how you know start thinking like a business owner? Okay, so the first thing is you don't have to create an LLC right away. In most cases with business, you want to test the product market fit, even if you're not creating a product, even if you're creating a service. And the reason that this is so powerful is it, you have to think like a business owner. Okay. So when you're creating a service, you have to test that it's a service that people want before you create a company or an LLC or any kind of formality. Okay. So you post on your Twitter, on your Facebook, you're looking for work, boom, blast it all out. You get a couple people reaching out to you saying, hey, yeah, I have an idea for a website. I got a you know, couple grand. Uh, can you build a little web app for me for a couple thousand bucks? Okay. Now, how, how do you actually start this as a business owner? Okay. Here, here's the thing that you want to do. Number one is you want to set up an invoicing system like FreshBooks. Okay. Before you ever take a client, 
Set up an invoicing system like FreshBooks. The name of your company is your first name and your last name. Okay, your first name and your last name. Oh, and uh, if anybody's asking, this is kind of a cool little band. It's called, it says Mastery. I don't know if you can see that. It just says Mastery. And I, I wear it because I've had a couple people ask me why I wear this. I just wear it because it reminds me, you know, to always be pushing myself. Uh, but that's a side note. <laughs> so you create FreshBooks, create a FreshBooks account. Your company name is your first name and last name. Okay. This is called a solo business owner or a solopreneur or oftentimes in legal terms or legal speak, um, uh, a non-employer is the tax code, non-employer, I think. Actually, I think that's where you do have an LLC, but then you're a bit, so anyway. Um, so create the FreshBooks account, set it all up, get the invoices, start sending invoices to your own email account, make sure it works, connect it with your PayPal, okay? Set up a PayPal account. Here's, here's a couple of tips. Set up a, a, a new, a brand new PayPal account. Set up a new personal checking account in your bank, okay? In your bank, you can create uh, new checking accounts, new savings accounts. Don't create a savings account. Create a checking account in your bank. It might have a monthly fee. That's okay. Create another checking account. Then tie that new checking account to that PayPal, that new PayPal. This is your business account. It's important to create a separation before you actually build an LLC. It's important to have like a separation of concerns between your personal and your business before you have a company because you have to start thinking like a business owner, right? So create that, that new checking account, then link it to your PayPal, then link that to FreshBooks, and then do a test. Send an email to yourself, pay it like for a dollar, make sure that it goes through to PayPal, withdraw that dollar to Bet your bank, make sure a couple days later it goes through to your bank. So now you have your payment system fully set up. This is what you're gonna use to make or to get clients to pay you. Okay, so that's step one. Step two, when setting up this freelance business as a solo freelancer or solo business owner, is the contract. A simple exchange of services contract is acceptable. Okay, you don't have to get crazy, it doesn't have to be insane. But I want you to start using contracts from day one with your clients. Okay, use DocuSign. So create a DocuSign account. Look up on Google standard uh, exchange of services contract. Pretty basic. You can even Google web developer freelancer contracts. There's plenty of those. And then you can upload the contract to DocuSign. Practice sending it to yourself a couple times and signing it so you understand like, okay, this is what my client's going to do. Okay, so you have the, the infrastructure set up to do the contract. So that's step two. So now you have kind of the infrastructure for a business, okay? It's very basic, but you have the infrastructure. You have payments, you have the contract signing capability, and all that's set up, okay? You also want other things, like you want a website and social media, but we can do that later, okay? We can do that later. So now that you have this infrastructure, the, the, the way that you're gonna close a client is you're gonna send them the contract. You're gonna you're gonna post around that you're looking for freelance clients. A couple people are gonna reach out to you, say, "Yeah, I've got a couple thousand bucks. I'm looking to build a website. I have an idea. You know, it's, it's still startup market. I have an idea. Can you help me bring it to fruition? I'll pay you two thousand dollars, fifteen hundred bucks. That's totally cool. You know, you don't don't try to aim for the fences with your first client. In fact, my first client was seven hundred and fifty bucks for two weeks of work. And it was when I was homeless, living on my friend's couch, and I was like, this is fantastic. 
you know, I was so stoked. 750 bucks, that's a lot of money for me at the time. Um, so your first client, don't try to aim for the fences. Try to just do a reasonable price. Now, after you guys agree on a tentative price, so on email or over message, be like, okay, well, I could probably do that for about, you know, a thousand bucks or about 1500. Then send them the contract. In the contract, put, I'm gonna build this website. It's got these pages. It has this price. The client's gonna pay me a third up front, a third in the middle, and a third at the end, even if it's only a couple hundred bucks each time structure it structure it that way okay please structure it that way trust me years of experience telling you that and that's it that's it that's all the contracts going to stipulate okay one other thing at the end of the contract put that after the last payment you're no longer obligated to do any work unless they pay you your hourly rate for maintenance and training or maintenance um, and then put an hourly figure what you can do is you can take your job that you're getting paid now and reverse engineer it to an hourly figure it's probably gonna be pretty low but put that okay you can do $20 an hour something like that now okay you've sent the client this contract you, you've got kind of a business infrastructure up and running the client sends you 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 fresh books them the first invoice for a third of the payment they they pay you it goes into your PayPal it goes into your bank account as soon as it's in your PayPal that's kind of like escrow so um, you start the work okay every Friday or every week you send a little update you have some kind of ticket tracking system where you can show them hey look uh, here's the update for this week here's what I've done here's the plans for next week usually on Fridays I like to send that out <coughs> excuse me and if you want to be a little over uh, communicative on Monday you can send an email saying here's what I plan to do this week and then on Friday you can be like here's what I accomplished and then send a link to the demo of the website okay and we'll we'll talk about how to build the website later but this is just giving you an overview of the process okay after you do this for a while what's gonna happen is um, you're gonna need to deploy this website so if you're building this website custom you're gonna have to deploy it somewhere and host it somewhere so that you can show it to your clients you, you want to show it to the client early and often okay you want to show them your work and say hey here's here's what it looks like this week you know don't hide a lot show them show them the ongoing progress in fact I like to deploy every day if I'm doing a freelance contract I don't you know I don't do freelancing anymore because you know I don't need to but I did it for seven years with with a job as well so I did it on the side and very successfully you know hundred thousand dollars a year on the side so the thing is you, here's a couple of tips about hosting and deployment the first tip is the most important do not host clients websites do not host clients websites you are being undervalued okay I've known maybe a handful of freelancers five that all have hosted clients websites and the problem is five years later they're still dealing with that same client this is not good this is not good for business business is all about move closing one contract and moving on to the next contract you need to start thinking in that way of okay I'm gonna move forward 
You can't have all this baggage of old clients weighing you down if you want to be a business owner. You cannot host clients' websites. I'm just going to say it. You cannot. Do not. This one tip is worth thousands of dollars. Thousands. Okay? This one tip. Because the pain and frustration I've seen it cause friends of mine uh, is... Uh, it's incredible the amount of pain and frustration years later, you know, still dealing with that same client because you're hosting their website. What are you going to do? So here's the thing. How do you avoid that? Create a new Heroku account, a new Amazon web services account. If you're just doing a WordPress site, create a new GoDaddy account to do the WordPress hosting or whatever WordPress is. Create a new account. Okay. Name it something inconspicuous like the name of the client, the passwords, whatever. Send them an email with the access codes. Here's the login. Here's the information. Here's the URL. And then as soon as the contract's over and you're done, give them the keys to the account and say, I'm going to train you. I'm going to spend two days training you on how to use this. If it's WordPress, whatever, Heroku, I'm going to train you on how to use it. And then I'm done. I'm walking away. Because in my contract, it stipulates that I leave at the end of the project and I'm only paid for maintenance on an hourly basis. Okay? Now, when you do this, the client is going to be, uh, he might request some follow-up time with you, but you're going to get paid for that. You know, you're, you're going to get paid for that. You're not going to be indebted to uh, this client because you're hosting his website. Even though these friends of mine were paid every single month to host this client's website because they did a surcharge. So the, you know, my friend might be paying $5 a month to host this website, but he's, he's charging the client like a hundred a month. And my friend's thinking, okay, well that's a hundred a month. So if I, if I have 10 clients, you know, that's a thousand dollars a month that I'm hosting. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is not a great way to do business because these people are going to request things from you. Because they're paying you, they're going to request things from you. Yes, you can do it such that the contract stipulates very clearly that, you know, any requests have to be paid for additionally. But look, guys, just don't do this. Just don't do it. It's not a good business model. I'm telling you right now, I've seen it from my own two eyes. And I was lucky enough to start doing that. I started it and then I saw three people hate their life. And I immediately backed out of it and I don't host, I've never hosted any clients' websites. At the end of my contracts, it says I'm leaving, I'm gone, bye. I train them. I, you know, I don't leave prematurely. I train them on how to use the system, et cetera, but I'm gone, okay? If you want to pay me, that's fine, but I'm outie, right? I got other stuff to worry about, other clients to focus on, more business to close, and that's how you have to think as a business owner, okay? So... I've just given you an outline of sort or a roadmap of how you might approach creating your first business as a programmer. It's very important to do this. Um, a lot of people, for some reason, have like, you know, I, I say that a lot of people, one of my mentors says, a lot of people have wants and wishes. Okay, most people are wanters and wishers. So I've met a lot of people that are, you know, at day jobs and they're like, oh, you know, I'd love to own a business. I'd love to do this. I'd love to do this. But that's just called wanting and wishing. Okay. You have to take action. So I love this quote, this 15 year old entrepreneur that's making a million dollars a year, by the way, 15 year old entrepreneur, not kidding. 
not joking about this. He's business partners with um, guys on Shark Tank. This kid is a rock star. 15-year-old entrepreneur. Fucking rock star. His name's Caleb Maddox. Look him up. Most inspiring individual. Beyond inspiring. Okay. 15-year-olds making a million dollars a year. His quote that I love so much is it's not about the law of attraction. It's about the law of action. Okay. This kid is so, I love this kid so much. It's not about the law of attraction. It's about the law of action. Imagine being this kid's dad. This kid and his dad, they have a business together. Could there be a better feeling in the world to, to raise a, a kid? And he's 15 and he's that badass. I, I This kid has kind of changed my perspective on wanting to have kids because I'm like, well, I want a kid like that. <laughs> anyway, side note, but the point is really it's not about the law of attraction. It's about the law of action. So you can be wanting and wishing all you want, but if you're like this 15-year-old who takes action, who writes books, who, who reaches out, this kid says he, he lives his life by a one, two, three rule. So he saw this guy from Shark Tank at a networking event. Most people are wanters and wishers. So most people see Kevin Harrington and they're like, oh, you know, that'd be cool to do business with Kevin Harrington, but I don't know why I could do that. I'm 28 and I'm, you know, I don't know anything about business or whatever. This kid is 15. He didn't know shit. And he, yet he lives his life by the one, two, three rule. So he goes, one, two, three, go. So he, he says that to himself, one, two, three. And then he walks up to Kevin Harrington. He does that two times at the same event, goes for coffee. Later, they do a business deal. Later, he's making millions of dollars. So look, it's, it's not about the law of attraction or wishing and wanting and hoping and dreaming. It's about the law of action. What actions are you taking? If you want big results, you have to take big actions. You know, the worst, the worst um, fate of anybody I've ever met and the, the worst depression seems to come when people want huge results, but they're taking small actions. They want million dollar paydays, but they're take or they're providing hundred dollar values. And this is another quote from Caleb. You want a million dollars, but you're only giving a hundred dollars of value. Okay. If you want more money or more salary, you have to be giving more value. And a great way to do that is to start a business, start a small business, give more value to the market. Okay. If you start taking on freelance clients, that's called giving value. Okay. These people come to you with an idea in their head. You can give them value by helping them create it and bring it to life. You know, make it a real thing, bring it to fruition. That's adding value. You'll be paid in reciprocation for that value. But a lot of people there, I hope not you, a lot of people sit on their couch, you know, just like this, but they're not recording a video. You know, they just sit there and they're like wanting and wishing and hoping and dreaming. You know why for me, I, why, why should I be recording this video right now? You know, I have like all kinds of problems in my life going on right now that could keep me from recording this video and putting out content. You know, I have all kinds of things going on that aren't good. Like this trip to San Francisco, that's a good thing, but I have other problems that are taking up my mental space. And I'm like thinking, well, I don't have time to record a video or I don't feel mentally like I should be in front of people telling them my advice because I have all these issues in my life and all these problems. But guess what? That fucking shit does not matter. What matters is, are you taking action? The law of action, not the law of attraction is what gets results. If you want results, put in more actions. Don't expect thousands of dollars if you're only putting in hundreds of dollars of value. Okay.
this is a great, uh, I'm going to end it here, but this is a great formula for making money that has helped me a lot in life. Impact hundreds of people and you'll make hundreds of dollars. Impact thousands of people and you'll make thousands of dollars. Impact tens of thousands of people, you'll make tens of thousands of dollars. Impact millions of people and you'll make millions of dollars. Okay. Now that formula seems to be true from my own experience, from my friends who own businesses, that formula is about as one-to-one -one as a formula I've ever seen. So I'll end it there. I hope you guys are impacting more people, reaching out to more people. And again, that formula could be changed a little bit if you're in a service business, you obviously can't take on thousands of clients. But if you provide 10 clients, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars of value, you're gonna make tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars exponential increase. So that formula is mostly for people that are selling or doing products or services or media, but um, that formula, always keep that in mind, man. That's a powerful formula. So I'll end it here. Hope you guys have a good day. Talk to you soon.